We're talking about what? Purpose. Everyone say purpose. Say, I have a purpose. You do. No matter what age, God has a plan and he has a purpose for your your life. And that's what we want you to help discover. And I believe with this election and, and all that's going on right now in this nation, more than ever before, I think we're going to see a renewed vision for this nation. Purpose, a plan. And so I believe this year is going to be a a special year marked out by the Spirit of God for this church. And I I agree with with Apostle Mike and what he spoke. And and this outreach is is part of that. And so I want to encourage you the the fact that you have a purpose for your life. And we're learning um, some things about divine purpose. And and, uh, so I want to give you a little bit bit of a review, and then I want to encourage you because... These first few messages, I I just want to be an encouragement to you. We said true leadership cannot be born or exist without a sense of purpose. Purpose is the discovery of a reason for your existence and is defined as the original intent for the creation of a thing. Every human being on the face of the earth was created for a specific purpose. And when that purpose is discovered, a leader is born. Now, I found that uh, a gentleman wrote a book, and I've been reading about this. And this is one of the best definitions of purpose. We said true success for the believer is discovering and fulfilling the Father's purpose for their life. You know, ladies, not every one of you is going to be Miss Nebraska. Maybe you don't want to be either. But for Jasmine, there's a purpose there for her life. But that doesn't make any difference. You have a purpose. Every part of the body of Christ is significant and important. And it's what is so vital for you and I to discover what we're supposed to do and then do it. Amen? We said the Father's purpose is found in Romans 8, verse 28. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. Say, I'm called according to his purpose. Now, that purpose means a deliberate plan. God set a deliberate plan in motion from the foundations of the world for your life and for my life. And so you you say, well, should I even think like that? Yes, you should. I spent two hours last night. I recorded it. And it's great you can fast forward, get through all those commercials. You know, I I like that. And it was on Donald Trump. And I I watched this, and it gave a history of his life, of of failed marriages and, you know, bankruptcies and, and all these things that this man has gone through. But you talk about a purpose. And the thing Kathy and I, Kathy was watching in the beginning, and she went to bed. Do you know who he, he, his family, who his pastor was? Norman Vincent Peale. I did not know that. And they'd go to church on Sunday, and, and, and it's Donald Trump. They were interviewing him, and he would have been a young child or young person. And he said, I, did, I didn't want the service to end. 
And yeah, that's power positive thinking. So you, you see from an early age things that were deposited into this man. Positive. Is he, is he positive? Yeah, he's, he can go over the top as far as being positive. And you think, well, he's just bragging. And, but boy, he's very positive. He's very optimistic. And I've noticed something. I, I was so blessed. I spent the day watching the inaugural and all the festivities. When Franklin Graham came out and spoke, he said, he looked at Donald Trump and he said, it's begun to rain. He says, do you know what rain is? It's a sign of God's blessing. And I'll tell you, the media and, and people in Congress, they're just going crazy. They don't understand it. You know, and I just chuckle to myself, that's my God. You know, God can take a Donald Trump. God can take a, you know, the Pharaoh of Egypt. He can take anybody for his deliberate plan and purpose. So I, I, and I'll remind you of this. If you want to, this is Prophet Hank's prophecy over America. If you want it, you can have it. And I had Julie find it. And uh, you got Mark Barclays. So this can be a good year. But it's going to be a year of accomplishment in our nation's government. And I believe in the church. So you need to get ready to roll up your sleeves. Thank you for those three pathetic weak amens. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, it says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before time began. We said the Father's purpose is centered in who? In Christ. So the believer's person, or the believer's purpose is centered in Christ. Then we started talking and and sharing with you uh, as far as step one about purpose and providence. Providence is simply the care and benevolent benevolent guidance of God. One definition just gave this word, foresight. Philippians chapter 1, 6 states, And I am convinced, Paul said, and sure of this very thing, that he who has began a good work in you will continue. Until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Is that scripture for you? Amen. So the good work God's begun in you, he's going to finish it. The good work God has begun in this church, he will finish it. I I like this. I do want to read this. This is the end of the prophecy. Um, it says, uh, do you hear the sound of celebration for God says the wind that blows is a wind of change. You better get ready for the wind and the natural to blow. It says, it is a wind that is blowing through the white house to break down satanic altars and altars that were prayed in dedication of false gods. And this wind shall blow upon the very place of your white house, your Capitol building. And there shall be, there shall be an infilling of the Holy spirit among many. This will be reported And this will be mocked. But God says, let them mock. I will not be stopped. I like that. So they can say whatever they want to say. Do whatever they want to do. 
it doesn't make a bit of difference. Just remember that. God will not be mocked. Amen? Look in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter two, and this is the scripture that God placed in my heart the first of the year. So it'd be good for you to meditate upon this scripture and look at it. Let's let's start with with uh, verse six. It says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his what? Through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received. Say, I have received. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. How many here today, without being ashamed of this fact, would say, Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior? All right? Well, you're born of the Spirit. So you and I have no excuse If we say, I just don't know what God wants me to do. I just don't know if I have. He has a plan and a purpose for my life. Then you need to renew your mind to the fact that you are born of his spirit, born of love. God is your heavenly father. The the plans that he has for you are plans for success. And yes, sometimes you, you have to. Do a little prayer, and you got to get in the Word, and you got to wait on God. Sometimes it's a process of weeks or months or years. Years. He says, These things we also speak not in words which men's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, Now, here we have three different types of people. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. (laughs) That's why a lot of people are having a hard time with Trump. Because they are not born again. They don't know God. And so they, it just throws them for a loop. They just can't figure out how God could use a man like Donald Trump, for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual, there's, there, are you spiritual? Are you born of the Spirit? You're in this category. 
But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Go on to chapter 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to what? Carnal. So we have, you know, the, the, the person that's not born again, and then we have the spiritual person. Now he's talking about the carnal person. As to babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For Until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you're still not able. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So there are three categories of people. The natural man is devoid of God's spirit. The carnal man is born again. But living like an unregenerate man and is childish in all his ways. The spiritual man is born again and has God's nature and responds to truth, has an ear to hear the truth. Now, <clears throat> there are two words in this passage, and I want to look at these words. It says, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. Say prepared. And this ver word in the Greek presents the idea of readiness or something that has been fully prepared. God the Father has a divine plan for and a purpose for your life and my life. And the thing is, and this is what we need to get. We knew our minds to the fact he wants to reveal that plan and purpose to us. It's his will. It's his desire to reveal his plan and purpose to us. This preparation was not a last-minute effort on his part, but it was prepared from the foundation of the world. I know that blows my mind, but it's the Scripture. He does not want you to live your life in ignorance of his plan and purpose. He does not want you to be ignorant of his plan and purpose for your life. He's prepared blessings for you. Did you hear me? He has specific blessings that he has prepared for you, your family in this church, and for his people. John 16, 13 says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you <coughs> things to come. Right? There's another scripture that tells us that God has a plan, and he wants to reveal that plan to you. Brenda Kuhneman says this, she says, you were marked for a purpose, and she says, by the Spirit I have marked you for a divine purpose, says the Spirit of grace. Believe that I will use you in a way that will astound some who have mocked you. That's where we're at with this election. <clears throat> and said it will never be. Yes, stand firm, for my seal of guarantee is upon you. And she quotes the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. 
guaranteeing what is to come. She says, when Jacob wrestled all night with the angel, his thigh was thrown out of joint in such a dramatic way that it permanently marked Jacob's life. It caused him to call the place in which it happened, Peniel, which means face of God. Jacob described it saying, I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. He had an encounter with God that marked his thigh, which became the mark of a divine purpose. That purpose was seen when his name Jacob, meaning deceiver, was changed to Israel, meaning God prevails. He went from being a deceiver to one who represented the the prevailing power of God as the offspring that ultimately became the nation of Israel. God has marked you for a purpose today. He so believes in you that he's placed a seal of ownership on you to show you his guarantee. doesn't matter what others say you cannot do. Even if they laugh at you, now know that God sees who you will be. Stand firm in that today. She says this prayer, she, <clears throat> at, every, at the end of every one of her devotions, she gives a personal prayer for you to pray. She says, Lord, I, I know that I'm marked for a purpose in this life. Through you, I am going to accomplish great things. You've anointed me, and, and I ask you that you will help me stand confident in who I am in you today. Say, I have a purpose. He's not done with me yet. He's going to finish. What he started in me. Now, that second word is found here is the word revealed. Because God has revealed them to us by his spirit. And this word in the Greek means it it literally means to remove the veil or to remove the curtain so you can see what's on the other side. Now, when I was young, I grew up, we had a theater in town. And it was an old theater, and it was, it, it was really cool. There were a lot of Art Deco-type lights, and you'd go into the theater. And, and it, you've been there, and you've been in the theaters. Have you ever been in a theater where they had <clears throat> a, a big curtain? And then when they get ready to start the movie, what do they do? They open up the curtain. That's what this word means. Okay. It literally means to remove the veil or to remove the curtain so you can see what's on the other side. And that screen was always there, wasn't it? You just couldn't see it. But then God will open up, so to speak, the curtain and bring what we call revelation. Okay. I I think we're going to see more and more revelation of his plan and purpose this year for the church. All right. I'll never forget, and I'll never forget, you know, what I've experienced. My family's had the privilege of experiencing, you all know I've been interested in antiques. I like history. I like old things, and it's always been that way. And God's given me a grace and an ability for Kathy and I to do that on the side. And uh, I've not always had to rely on a salary here because in the beginning I didn't get much salary. I'm blessed. You take care of us, and I thank you for that. But I've always had the ability, and I think God gives you grace to to function in that ability. And so this last, you know, last year, half the year, we spent cleaning out a warehouse for a man named Clayton Andrews. And his father owned and or he started a truck line back in, I think, around 1920. And this warehouse is was built then. And what it what it is is 
people stored things in this warehouse. His, Clayton's family stored things. He had a personal room where all his, his father was a World War I vet. Had, and in this, I opened up this, this uh, trunk, and inside was the gas mask, the uniform, the medals, unbelievable stuff. And, and Kathy and I began to understand Clayton Andrews. Many think, and you know, when we first came here, we, we met him. He was up on a ladder changing a light bulb. And uh, I'll never forget somebody telling me he could buy Norfolk with a small change in his pocket. He's a multimillionaire. And uh, we got to know him and had the privilege. And, and I say this, young people, if you're listening to me now, in, in the course of your lifetime, you'll be fortunate to have just maybe one or two or three people that will really affect your life. I, I can say this, I've had at least two people outside the church that has had an, an, an impact upon my life. And Clayton Andrews was one. Now, was he a, a, good, a good man? Yeah, he was a good man. Was he a perfect man? No, he wasn't. Just like Donald Trump was not perfect, but God's hand was on his life. Now, I'm saying all this to set this up because we, we, we'd go through and we'd read a lot of the family correspondence. I mean, when you find stuff, I've got the toys that he played with when he was a little child. I, I can't, linens and clothes, and and uh, I have, I better not tell you all this, you might rob me. I have, uh, we have portraits in our basement, four of them, of a family of his great, great, two or three greats from 1840. So, we, we thought we knew Mr. Andrews. I always called him Mr. A. And we'd go down to the nursing home and visit with him, and I'd take a lot of these artifacts down to him, and he, I found one thing that he, he just was totally amazed. I'd been looking, he said, I've been looking for that blankety-blank thing for 20 years. And his daughter has it now. Found his, his army dog tags, and he, he was in the Air Force, and God's hand was on him. I say all this because I want you to know he died at the age of 96. And his life was always marked, I believe, with purpose. He always was, he was very successful. He had, he had certain, the Midas touch. He could touch certain things, get involved with things and make money, especially in the trucking in industry because he moved military families all over the world. That's where he made his money. Sometimes he'd get into other things. He didn't make money. But I want you to know something, and I say this with all sincerity, and I think if he were here today, he would agree with me. He didn't find his purpose till he was about the age of 70. Now let that sink in. We think we want it all figured out tomorrow. This is what God wants me to be. This is what I'm going to do. And... <laughs> He used to say this. Can I say the word ass and you won't be offended? 
he'd always say, Mike, he said, I'll get to heaven. I'll be lucky if the gate hits me on the ass going in. That's how he, that's how he was. The ass is in the Bible, by the way, so don't look at me like I just, jeez. But he's up there. But if he were here today, he would, he would agree with me that, because he'd always say, I, I, I always want to do something for God. I always want to do something for God. Well, he got hooked up with Pastor Wilkie, and they started what? Orphan Grain Train. And that organization ships relief, you know, food, clothing, shelter all over the world where there's a disaster. He, he was trained for that for 70 years. Oh, he, he owned a truck line. Yeah, he owned a truck line because God needed that truck line for orphan grain train. And you're here today thinking God can work through Lutherans. <laughs> yes, yes, he can. He can work through anybody whose heart just says, Father, please help me fulfill my purpose in life. And I'll ne- one of the things that he told me before he died, one of the stories he shared with us was when he was a young man and he got out, he was an officer in World War II, he got out and he, he, he didn't know what he wanted to do. And uh, what was he doing? Selling insurance or something, I think. And he, he went to the Lutheran church, and it was probably the Lutheran church, Grace Lutheran, back then. And he went in during the, his noon hour, and he sat in the back pew, and he just had a talk with God. And he says, God, what do you want me to do? Well, God showed him what to do. But it didn't happen right away. Why? Because things had to be set in motion. He had to learn a few things. Probably one of the first things that God had to really work on him, just like he's going to work on Donald Trump, people that have been successful many times think they've done it. And they leave God out of the equation. There has to become a humbling. That's why Wednesday night I just prayed that, you know, there's going to be a humbling in our president now. And for... I I, I don't know if I can see it. By faith, I can see him on his knees crying out to God. Well, Clayton Andrews had to get to that point in his life where he gave it to God. I could tell you a lot. I know a lot about him. A lot of things people don't know about him. But he's in heaven now. And the gate didn't hit him on the backside. The Father's arms were open to him because he fulfilled his divine call, his plan and purpose. Are you going to fulfill your plan and purpose that God has for your life? I believe you will if you'll just stay hooked up. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Providence and purpose. Providence and purpose. Father, I thank you for everyone here today. And I continue to thank you, Lord God, for revealing your plan and purpose for their lives, individually, as couples, as families. So, Lord, I I make this declaration today. I thank you, Father, the people's eyes of their understanding are enlightened so they can see. 
Their, their eyes are anointed to see. The curtain's going to be pulled back. Revelation will come, no matter the age, of a call, a purpose, and a plan that you've planted in their hearts because they're born of your spirit, and you'll show them things to come. I thank you their ears are anointed to hear. A word behind them saying, go this way, go that way, no stay put. I thank you, Father, today our heads do not need to be held down or looking to the ground, but we need to look up, for that's where we're going to find our purpose in life. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Let that be your heart's cry this year. Purpose in your heart that you're going to draw near to the Father and spend quality time with Him, not just praying, not just talking, but listening. This is a year to listen, not just with the natural ears, but with the ear of your spirit man, so you can hear that that sweet voice, that still small voice giving you purpose, giving you the Father's plan for your life. Don't get discouraged if you don't get it right away. For many times, it'll be here a little bit, there a little bit. Just walk by faith and not by sight. Just take a step of faith. Step out of the boat in some areas of your life. And that's when you'll see the miraculous and you'll see the supernatural. For God's hand is on each one here today. And he's saying, listen, for I have a plan and a purpose for you to fulfill. So draw near and cry out to the Spirit of God and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Grace to hear, grace to see. Let that be your heart's cry. Father, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy manifested to everyone here this day. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now, you're never going to find, and I say this emphatically, you're never going to fulfill the purpose or plan for your life unless you know Jesus Christ. Because purpose is found in Christ. Christ.